But edit, ed, so editing done? Uh, for the most part, you know what I'm saying? Editing is never truly done. Like the agents, if I ever, you know what I'm saying? If something happens and the agent wants to pick it up, they're going to come back with their edits that they want me to make. You know what I'm saying? And then when they sell a book to a publisher, the publisher is going to want to, you know what I'm saying, come back with the edits they want to make. So, And that's when you tell them, fuck no, I ain't selling out. Mm. Nah, that's that's when I sell out everything. <laughs> like I don't. That's like the tap dancing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they, they tell me to shuck and I'm a job. You know what I mean? So. Yes, boss. I was like, right, you're real good for you. <laughs> no. That's when I go from the from the fro to the conch, dog. Real quick. <laughs> I'll put a process, and I promise you. That, put that potato lie in it, dog. That real. <laughs> Yo, live from Westeros It's your boys from Defcon Jive We back in the building Fresh off One of the backs of the dragons Flew us up mm. in here Flame out our competition. Mm. Flame, flame on, indeed. Flame on. The soulful sounds you're hearing are from our boy Kwame. Introduce yourself. What up? What up? <clears throat> you know who it is. It's your boy Kwams, aka Skip Baelish. Mm. <laughs> Stay talking greasy and giving you the little finger. Mm. <laughs> I see it. I like I see it. it. I like it. Well, you know it's your boy Cannon, aka. John Kia Forte, because that's really all I can afford. I see what that's we're doing. That's really it. BKA Jerry Wonder Bread. Oh man, man, I'm a legend in the hood, but you probably don't even remember that. Oh man, come on. CKA Proswell's Fargo. Mmm. Because I was a ghetto superstar, but I still ain't get no interest. <laughs> oh, come on, shots. <laughs> Lastly, XKA Wyclef Huxtable, man. I'll put them ladies to sleep and then I'm going to November. <sighs> nah, I can't even. I can't even. Look, all right. You Thank know you what? for being <laughs> Remy this week. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, dog. <laughs> I appreciate you picking up the, appreciate the, you, yeah. the scumbag slack, dog. But when one of us falls off, the other one picks it up. That's a true team right there. That's what I'm saying. But, but it's your man, Boom Dynamite, aka Versace Chachi. You know, BKA, Don Fawn, Dunk, because I'm smooth and that cake been covered. Mm-hmm. CKA, Raisin Brand, Stark. Mm. I, I used to roll my eyes every time my mom bought that nasty ass cereal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, DKA, uh, Young Theon Greyjoy. I couldn't give a fuck even if I wanted to. <laughs> mm. uh, EKA, my man, Siri and Lannister. Mm-hmm. I come from one of the wealthiest homelands, but I keep coming up short on the piece. <laughs> uh, well, I'm at DKA, Arya, Lovebug, Starsky. Uh, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a DJ, Mr. C, Cersei and Hell. <laughs> um, FKA, Tony Sansa, Stark. Mm. I was beefing with John, like, who's the boss? <laughs> okay. uh, FKA, Jon Snow, 
Sam, Samuel Ta- uh, Tully is my informer. Don't tell me about them dragon stones. <laughs> no. Come on, yo. And lastly, you know what I'm saying? It's your man, uh, Dragon Stone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Daenerys is back from down bottom. Now she's back on solid ground. You know, that's the opposite of H2O. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh man! Shout out to shout out to the Wester Rough Riders. Yeah, short list. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to my girl who said Eve, the pit bull in the skirt, was the uh, was the mother of the uh, the wolves. Um, yeah, we got we got none of those in, in Westeros, but anyway. Oh man, um, how do we segue into this? With a trash bag, dog. <laughs> I got fire, man. Um, okay. How about uh, let me try this? So, the fans of Game of Thrones are kind of like a cult. Like they really, they're really into Game of Thrones. R. Kelly's running himself a little cult himself. Uh, apparently, R. Kelly keeps a bunch of girls in Atlanta in Chicago, in his studio, and in rental homes. He replaces their cell phones with R. Kelly-issued cell phones, like the fucking government, like Obama phones. Mm. Uh, He doesn't allow them to call, text, email, write their parents or family members. He tells them what to wear, what to eat, when and where to go, when to sleep. And uh, some parents want their kids back. So boom, you said you had fire. No, I'm, I'm gonna let y'all go first. I, I need, I got a hot take on this, man. So okay. y'all go ahead. All right, so <laughs> all right, so we'll start, we'll start with Kwame then, because Kwame, you you've been said. I think you said this like ten episodes ago. We talked about R. Kelly, and you were like, he's been out the paint. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, I mean, I, I really don't have um any sort of complex statement you know what i'm saying like i felt the the man has been trash for a while mm-hmm. i think everyone has known that um really and there's literally actually you know what i'm a freezer right there because boom if you have anything else to say <laughs> I, I feel like my conversation is over <laughs> now go, go ahead man go ahead no that's it he's trash that's he's it trash. go that's ahead it. man go that's ahead speak, speak your but, mind man no boom you you let out a really heavy sigh right there no, I mean, you know what I mean? I was, I'm watching some baseball, too, so maybe it may have been that. But go ahead, speak your mind, man. <laughs> speak your mind, man. I got, I mean, there's three statements to make. Like, um, the man made good music. That's fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man has been suspect for a while. That's fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and the man is trash. That's fact. So Very true. I got the, all three of those. Cannon, what's your take, man? My take is the same. Uh, R. Kelly is trash. Um Again, makes great music. Uh, he pee, he peed on a chick. He peed on a fifteen year old on on camera, uh, and we watched it. Um, Y'all uh, sorry, I, I will not admit to that. I don't know nothing about that. Yeah, take that take that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I watched it um, mm-hmm. because you know it it was like I don't believe this. Like people people remember when people were like it don't look like him. It got a bald head, but I don't know if it's him. 
So then you kind of like, you know, I'm going to check it out. Like, let me see if it's R. Kelly. It was R. Kelly. Um, so right then and there, it was like, man, you're whack. But we knew he was whack even before that joint because before he came out with I Believe I Could Fly, he was already brought up on some charges. And you knew that it was a problem then. We just didn't have the internet. So with this report, it's, I know some people don't want to believe it, but it's so detailed. It's so thorough. It's like, you kind of have to believe this man is doing this. And they have, they have audio of a phone call of the dude, like being a scumbag. So. All right. He's trying. I'm going to have to stop. I'm going to have to stop this here. I can't, I can't, I can't sit back here. I haven't let this go on much longer. I tried to, you know what I mean? Be democratic, republic, fuck it. But, um, nah, bro. First and foremost, you know what I'm saying? Robert Kelly is a musical icon. Mm -hmm. He's a genius and a prodigy. He throws TVs at him, too? Big pardon? He throws TVs at the girls, too? I'm, I, I, man, I, I don't know if he did, but if he did, it probably would have been the most eloquent throw. <laughs> it would have been, you ever see a TV spiral before? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but um, I said it to say this. If you look at the pantheon of great um, R&B singers, you know what I mean? That greatness comes with a price. Okay. I'm not talking and I'm not talking about the you know what I mean the fly by nights. I, I, I guess before, you know what I mean, R. Kelly is the predominant, you know what I'm saying, R and B singer of our of our time. He's up there with the likes of Jacko. He's up there with the likes of uh motherfucking Luther, Marvin Gaye. Wow. I mean, if he, the, the the numbers and the popularity and, and what he was able to do, you know what I mean? That from the 90s, from, from 12 pay, from public announcement going forth. Bro, what are we doing? What does that have to do with anything? You know, you're, not, you're not letting me build my case, right? Let him build his case, Kwame. And, and I say that to say this, and, and, I, and I think that's important because, again, with those things, with that title, has come a lot of shit, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, Jacko, you know what I'm saying, was 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 in the bed with little boys and having slumber parties. Mm. But the music was awesome. You know what I'm saying? But you can't stop the book. You can't blame it on the bookie. You know what I'm saying? You can blame it uh, on mental health, though. You can't blame kidnapping on the boogie. What are we? What are we? Listen, 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 sure bro. Listen, bro. Listen, listen. David Ruffin was beating chicks with motorcycle helmets, but ain't no mountain high enough. It's not high enough. All right, I'm. I like. I'm. I'm pretty done. I'm, like, let's go to. Let's move on to Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, I said that to say this. You know what I'm saying? When 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 people are you know were, were crashing cars and picking up transvestites and you know what I mean? Like these are the, the predominant R&B people of our time. When when uh when when people are shot by their fathers over domestic like dispute, like that's what happens, bro. He's a so, goat. So. Sex kidnapping cults just happen for great music, is what you're saying. Everything comes with a price. <laughs> yeah, oh, Candy, you got you got one second to segue off of this, dog. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. 
I'm just saying, wait, like, like, wait, like wait, can we can we be wait, real? How, why, I, I, I'm I'm concerned why it is people don't have this level of disdain for Michael Jackson for the other greats that that have had similar you know inflictions had similar you know uh, um, cases in the news and, and, and stuff that was just completely asinine. But guess what? When, when Jackson comes on, you know what I'm saying? When Al Green comes on, when, when, when David Ruffin comes on, no one talks about, you know what I'm saying? Oh, no, no, no. But when Kells comes on, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, it's an issue. You know what? Why is he not in that fraternity where it's, where it's the music supersedes? R. Kelly got you know I mean? R. Kelly got to die. Mm. To be real with you, R. Kelly got to die. Mm. That's the only that that's uh, is is there any other similarity between the what? Yes, I know Kwame. I'm indulging in this, but <laughs> I'm indulging. But the only difference between all of those people you mentioned, David Ruffin, Luther Vandross, uh, Marvin Gaye, they all dead. R. Kelly's still alive. Therefore, not only is he still alive, he knows what he's doing. Like, David, I mean, David Ruffin knew he was beating somebody, but he had problems. Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson had problems. Um, yeah. This, it's R. Kelly a was a junior call, high dude. dropout. I'm just, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I don't mean to downplay or diminish, it's you a know, sex what's call. I'm not, I'm not, that's not my point. My point is that the other great, Goat R&B, you know, people that we put in these categories have ridiculous, have asinine, have highly illegal and questionable activities that they participate in. You know, fucking uh, 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 Rick James running people with crack pipes. He did. But guess what? When Fire and Desire comes on, everybody sings. Because he did. Not, no, I can't. No, I can't do Super Freak. Before he was dead. Before uh, Michael Jackson was dead, it was, yeah, man, that's fucked up with them kids, but, you know what I'm saying? Dirty Diana, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Why, why is that? Why Why do people draw the line at Kells and, and still sing and, and support and, and love the other R&B goats of our times or before our times, our father's times, without acknowledging, you know what I'm saying, their sins and their transgressions? Okay, okay, boom. Are you defending R. Kelly's sex call? No. Oh, okay. I'm just checking. I'm, not. I'm just checking because it sounds like you're defending R. Kelly's sex call. I'm, I'm just saying, I, I've had this conversation with countless people, and this is not, not just in, in lieu of this, you know, this recent thing, but, you know, in, 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 in his past dealings, alleged past dealings, you know what I'm saying? And I would ask people, I don't understand how you could say these things about someone and still listen to Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? And still listen to Al Green and still listen to Marvin Gaye, still listen to, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it didn't equate for me. Mm. And and it's like, who, who are you to draw the line and say, what is, you know what I mean? The the ultimate sin? You know, what is the what is it that he can do that is beyond reproach? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, like if your little brother was sleeping at Michael Jackson's house, like, would you still be trying to moonwalk? <laughs> Kwame? I think Kwame took off his headphones. 
It's dead air. That's what I thought, man. <laughs> Kwame. Nigga, this is this is so fucking stupid. Oh, there you. This is yeah. so this is this is stupid. What it's are we doing? It's not stupid, bro. It's legit. No, it's not legit, dog. Have this conversation with a woman you respect and then holler back at me. Mm. Yeah. Did, have you had this conversation with your wife? I did several times. This is where it comes from. And, I, and, I, and, and what did she say? And, is this something different? I don't I, I don't know. Maybe it's because 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 you know she's we're older and a lot of his you know transgressions has has occurred in our lifetime or in our able to like recollect like you said canon you know you vividly remember seeing that video um but like i said like it was proven that you know what i mean david ruffin beat the crap out of tammy terrell it was you know what i mean it was proven that a lot of these you know young boys were having questionable activities with michael jackson but guess what? People still, you know what I mean, support and, and, and rock with that. I'm just trying to figure out why it is the, draw, the line is continuously drawn with R. Kelly. Like, he did something that was that much more heinous than these other R&B goats. So, I ask again. Are you defending R. Kelly kidnapping and brainwashing these girls, these women, into being in his sex cult? No, I'm not. I'm defending his 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 the the uh, the court in which he's judged, and why has he not looked at other like other R and B goats? And that's why the first half of my you know soliloquy was built on saying where 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 he ranks in the pantheon of R and B singers. Okay, but and saying that he was that great, and then saying if he's that great, why is he viewed like this as opposed to other greats that did other heinous and ridiculous things? All right, but we're here talking about R. Kelly being a terrible person for this one thing that he's doing, though. I'm not saying he's not terrible. You know what I'm saying? That's that's Kwame's whole point, is that he's terrible. He's a terrible person. It, is, is Michael Jackson a terrible person? Do you call these other people terrible people? Kwame? That's my question. Kwame, do you want to answer that? What's up? Do you call all these other R&B ghosts terrible people as well? Do you condemn them and not listen to their music and and state that they've been trash bags for years? Sure. <laughs> so you're going on record as saying Michael Jackson is a trash bag? Yeah, absolutely. All right. I respect that. <laughs> as long as we're consistent, that's all I'm looking for. You're looking for consistency. All right. R. Kelly's a trash bag, though. And And... You know what I'm saying? Conversely, so is Michael Jackson. So is Rick James. Uh. All right. Well, we can move on to something that's not trash. (laughs) Game of Thrones came back, and we're recording this on Monday because uh, we all had to watch. We, we, We knew that we weren't going to be able to give you quality entertainment like you just got for the past 10 minutes and uh so we're here the day after to um you know talk about what we saw talk about what we think is going to happen and a special a special moment because Kwame famously ridiculed on this very podcast for not watching Game of Thrones jumped in cold feet jumped in head first Mm. Kwame, what did you think? <clears throat> uh, <laughs> it was good. It was a. It was a. Uh, I'm trying to remember the opening of the um, the first season. 
the opening um, of the fir- the first show of the first season. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. opened up with them um out in out in out in um like the forest and it was snow. And oh yeah, with the yeah yeah. The soldiers yeah. got killed by the White Walkers. <clears throat> um, it is incumbent upon uh producers, directors, or what have you, to lead with something that will get new audience members in. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone, whether you've watched the show or not, knows of the Red Wedding. Yeah. And so to lead off with something like that that ties into it was excellent um, because you you start off in that famous iconic setting with that famous iconic family, you know, the group of family members. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what happens afterwards just is almost as equally as shocking. You know, um, not as shocking, but it's pretty shocking. And so it's a great way to get newcomers um, and people who might have fallen off back invested in the show. Uh, Because after that, um, it's really until we get to the uh, what's the dude's name? What's the librarian's name? Samuel. Uh, Samuel. Yeah. Fake ass Meister. Until you get to him, there's nothing really that's like jump out at you shocking yeah you know what i mean yeah and so it's a great way to kind of pull people in get them invested and um and then you know push them through the show so i liked it uh my probably my favorite part was the ending five to ten minutes where there's absolutely no, no talking there was no talking and i, I noticed whatsoever. that too and i loved it yeah that was a great cinematic touch yeah. because it really um made you focus on what was happening and how Danny felt. Uh, and and then I, so I watched it on HBO now and um, they, I don't know if the actual HBO had it, but they had like a, after, you know, yes. the episode, they go into it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, you know, they were talking about how they were showing the little snippets of, you know, people trying to go and interact with uh, Danny um, as she was, you know, walking into her home. And, you know, other people holding them back, you know, trying to give them her space until she was ready to deal with everything. And then the last line, shall we begin? You know what I'm saying? And then fade to black was dope. So that was really dope. Yeah. One thing one thing Game of Thrones has. And, you know, I knew this from reading the books and you guys from watching the show that there's a lot of talking and exposition in there. A lot of descriptions about mundane things. Um, And unless a director spices it up a bit, it's bad TV. Mm. Um, and so I, I like what they did there. Um, I like Lady Mormont, you know what I'm saying? Putting it down. Um, so it was a great intro episode. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. And I, and, and I talked about this, uh, uh, with you during the pre-show. I want to highlight a couple of things, uh, about the first episode. Number one, um, like Kwame said, I think this was one of the better, Maybe say for like the first uh, episode of the first season, um, this is one of the better opening episodes. Um, in that, it didn't like in, in the past. You know, season openers is more so of a um, rehashment of what happened last the last episode and last season, and it didn't really start get to going until the second episode. Like you remember when mm-hmm. uh, you know Jon Snow woke up, but it wasn't like nothing really happened. And then the next episode, right. like he's back. You know what I'm saying? So um, there was a lot of action, like you said, in this in this first uh, episode, and I think that would uh, would lead to bringing people in. 
I don't know if it's because by design or if it's because uh, they're doing less episodes this this year where they realize they can't, you know, waste that time um, by, by setting stuff up like that. Um, but I, I enjoyed that. Um, number two, to Kwame's point, this was one of the most like um, the one of the most cinematic episodes I've seen. Yeah, and I was thinking about when uh, Samuel Telly was in a uh, you know going through the um, I guess the paying his dues part going in the, the Citadel. Emotions. Yeah, and you've never really seen like that time lapse. You know what I mean? Never. You never. You never saw that in the, in any uh, season or, or episode of um, Game of Thrones. Yeah, and. And to see that, um, and then like he said at the end, um, just her landing, you know, at Dragonstone and walking up the steps and getting to her house, like it, it, I think it was more um, cinematic than other uh, episodes or other seasons in the past. Um, my only criticism, and I talked about this soon as soon as it happened on, uh, <laughs> was uh, the Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Um, and I felt like it was super hokey. I felt like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like it's like when you like an artist or you like something and it's not necessarily mainstream. Um, and like, like you could talk to, like you could talk to people about Game of Thrones, but some people in the office, some people like, you know what I mean? Walking around may not understand what you're talking about or may not just be into it. Cause like it's like it's dragons, whatever. But when they put Ed Sheeran on it, it was just like, uh, it, to me, it was like a, you know what I mean? It was like a TJF thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's put, you know, Keith Washington on, uh, you know what I mean? Family Matters and see what happens. You know what I mean? And I was just like, we don't, we don't need that's that. A, that's like, a deep like, pull right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was, I was just like, like, why? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just you, you, you see Arya, you know what I mean? Coming through the forest and she just hears somebody sing the super... You know, melodically in the, in 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 the woods, and this Ed Sheeran dog is, is a fucking uh, soldier. You know what I'm saying? He's one of Cersei's soldiers, and it's just like, come on, like why? Like, and again, that has never been done in Game of Thrones. Like, you you never saw like you know what I mean? Pop culture, you know what I mean? Uh, people or idols in the show. It was, like I said, it was it was. Kind of that subculture, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they've, they've and, had guests on there before, but never like a pop guest like Ed Sheeran. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, not, I don't mean not guests, but I mean like, like you know, Ed Sheeran is a you know, fucking worldwide superstar. And it's like, you know what I mean? Come on, bro. Like, you know what I mean? We don't need that. Like, who is that for? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Is it for Kwame, somebody who's never watched the episodes before and trying to get into it? But it's like, that's false because it's not going to like he's going to be a, re- a reoccurring character. Right. Um, it was just, I felt like that was a bit far-fetched in a pull. Like, it was really like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, like I said, I, I'm, I was super excited that it got into the action. Um, I'm super excited um, that, you know, Ari is going through her list. And uh, she's paying back people. And she's using her uh, her many face skills to, to get it popping. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the storylines are already set up, like you know what I mean, like like really really quickly, and not only did they set them up in the first episode, but they started to, to act upon them. Like you seen uh, Euron Greyjoy go to uh, Castle Rock. He didn't go to Castle Rock. He went to Night's Landing, and uh, you know, talk to uh, Cersei and try to you know what I mean set up broker a deal, broker a marriage, broker a you know marriage, I mean? bro, and. 
Like, like a lot of stuff is really, really set to, for the season to move really, really fast. And I'm excited for that because I always felt like there was like one or two episodes of Thrones that you didn't really need. Right. Yeah, there was always filler episodes. Right. Um, shout, shout out to Euron stepping out looking like straight from Prince of the Revolution. <laughs> like, what was that was, about, yo? <laughs> he did look like he had a curl on. He looked like he was really... <laughs> Yo, he looked like he was really going. Yo, for he it. looked like he just stepped off the basketball court playing against Charlie Murphy, <laughs> dog. Like, what's that about? Um, yeah. Two, like you said, what what was the Ed Sharon thing about? Like, was that really needed? Probably, but um, probably it's probably needed for what? Yo, you know this, wait, wait, bro. Wait, wait. Everything in Game of Thrones means something. Everything, bro. Everything. No, I'm saying is it needed like in 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 their regards like for his fans like no. with one season left do I do I need that cheer into like you know what I mean is, was is that going to be the the pivotal piece that's going to tie everything together like no no they they could have done that with literally any other person like on this earth like they could have right. did that scene with you as Ed Sheeran's character and it would have been fine that's what but I'm um, the scene itself like I said it it, it shows you that. That Arya killed and moved on. Like, it shows you that she's that type of person now. That she can take out, what, like 30, 40, 50 dudes with poison and just ride off into the sunset and go and drink mm-hmm. ale with other people. Like, that's the type of person she is now. Tell them North remembers, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, and I, I agree with both of y'all. That opening is super dope. Uh, it sets you up to pull you in like, here we go. And they did, they set up everybody to be where they need to be really quickly, but it wasn't contrived. It wasn't like, oh, you're there already. Of course you're there already. Like, you know, uh, Danny was sailing. She started sailing at the end of last season. Right. Um. Cersei took over as queen last season. Like, everybody was already there. So now you get to see the end point of those journeys. So now she's queen. She's ruling. And now Danny's landed. And now John is ruling Winterfell. And everybody knows that John is ruling Winterfell. Um, so... And Bran is at... Uh, what you Bran call finally it? made it to the wall. And we knew that he was trying to make it to the wall. Because, uh, you know, Hodor gave his life. And uh, so Bran is there now. So now Bran is about to be back in the mix. Um, and I agree with you, especially, Kwame, with the, the last 10 minutes. I, I think it got to, like, minute four. And I was like, I don't think anybody said a word. And I went back and watched the whole thing again. And, yeah, for, like, 10 straight minutes, nobody said anything. It was just music. And scenery, walking, emotions, Dandy putting her hand in the sand of like, I'm home. Um, the dragons flying overhead, and then the last line mentioned as they look at the as they look at the board with all of the pieces on it about where they need to go next, what they need to do, she says, let's begin. And that was the perfect intro to the show itself for this season. And I think also what was dope about the season was like, you know how like in Thrones, like there's been total like whole seasons where, you know, storylines weren't even touched. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. 
Like, uh, whether it been brand, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, he's still out, you know what I mean? In the wilderness somewhere. This really touched on every aspect. Like you said, brand made it to the wall. Um, fucking John is struggling to, to figure out how to, uh, uh, lead. Bring, bring the, bring the North together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, Cersei is, is, is running out of allies and she needs to make desperate maneuvers to regain control. They talk about her and, um, Jamie being the, the the last Lannisters left. Right. Daener- Daenerys is home. Like it's literally every storyline was active. You know what right. I mean? And and in past, like you know what I mean? Like I said, like Bran's been in the fucking you know what I mean was was past the wall for like you know what I mean uh, three seasons. Yo. You know what I'm saying? It was like, and then there was one season where they didn't touch on Bran at all. Exactly. I think that was like season four. Like you you got literally zero Bran in the whole season. Um, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, yeah. Well, one thing, one thing, one thing I liked though is so Boom mentioned, you know, how they touched on pretty much all of the factions, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying that are in this great game, you know, what I'm saying in the Game of Thrones, right? Um, but I like how they kind of juxtaposed um, little things, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like you have the the map room or whatever for yeah. Cersei, right? Yeah. Where they're walking around the floor and they're painting the. You know what I'm saying? This great vivid mural on the floor, right? Of all of, of the seven kingdoms. And then you juxtapose that with, you know what I'm saying, uh Danny and uh her crew, you know what I'm saying, walking into was it Dragonstone or Dragonstone. whatever? Dragonstone. Yeah. Yeah. Drag walking into Dragonstone and you see the unused map room there. You know what I'm saying? Peace is still on the table. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? From when it was abandoned and whatnot, and how it's all dark and drab and dusty. Um it just like those little comparisons. And then, you know, you got Jon Snow. First off, you start off the movie, you know what I'm saying, with the undead marching. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's um, right. And um, so, you, like, you literally have all all of the enemies, like Boom said, show up um, doing their various the things, yeah. getting prepared. You know what I mean? So, like, you've got them. And, and it's funny because, you know, you got the undead walking. You know what I'm saying? My, I don't know how many miles in the snow, in the cold, in the winter, right? Mm-hmm. And then the whole, you know, the rest of the episode, you get um, both Jon Snow with Sansa and you get Jamie with Cersei talking about, you know what I'm saying? We can't march our armies. It's wintertime. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, we can't march our armies up in the snow. It's illogical. It's thousands of miles. It's not going to happen. And so those little... You know what I'm saying? Things that feed off of each other and mirror each other are what I found interesting about it too. You know what? I didn't even think about that. How how John said they're they're a South Army. They're not gonna come up this far. And then Jamie mm-hmm. said the same thing of like, we can't go marching up there because we mm-hmm. don't have the rations for it. And then here you have winter coming, falls, and they're marching. And they're bring they're literally bringing winter with them. Mm-hmm. Let, let me ask you this joint because this is the only thing that I couldn't figure out for life in me is where is the hound's story going? Yo, the hound got a heart of gold, bro. He does, but but it's like you know what I mean, like 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 I don't like, and they spent a lot of time, you know, I mean, developing that. You know what I'm saying? Because you know that was a spot where uh, you know him and Arya stayed. They killed those people. Mm-hmm. Yep, and um. I just don't like, and he looked into the fire and saw, you know, what I'm saying the the White Walkers like marching on uh, whatever, but it was just like, where's the storyline going? Like, that's, that's, every everything else kind of set up, you know, what I mean, it made sense. I just don't, I just don't know. Mm. 
where his story is going. But you said it. You said it right there, dog. It's in the visions. Like I kind of. That's what I was thinking about um, when I was watching it because in the books, the Hound has like, like a. I don't know, a paragraph of a story, you know, like mm-hmm. he's barely he's relevant in the first one because he's tra- he's traveling with uh, Joffrey and Ari- everything. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And with Arya and all of that. But after that, mm-hmm. he really kind of fades away. Right. You know what I'm saying? A typical, you know, what I'm saying GRRM fashion. But but um, I, the way I the way I see it is like they're talking about, you know, what I'm saying the Lord of the Fire or whatever and how he's brought them back for a purpose. And then winter is coming. You got that clash and contradiction right mm-hmm. there. The hound. The fire and the ex- winter. Exactly. You, you see the hound had that vision of the mountain and the wall beyond it and the army marching beyond it. And that's kind of it for them. You know, they leave on that note that uh, but it kind of leads you to think that uh, they've been like the eye patch dude says, like, we've we've got a part. You know, we've been put here for a purpose. So I feel like eventually they ally up with, you know, what I'm saying the Starks and the Snows mm. and uh, so on and so forth. Um, and it also, they also kind of in a roundabout way confirm that he is the grave digger who is a, who is a character in the books, but they don't really ever name or point to who he is. And here you have him in the show digging a grave for the people that he ended up, he's responsible for their lives. Right. So... That, that was kind of a dope turn. It's almost like, you know, he he became a heart, a man with a heart of gold when he started helping out the church folk from last season. And now here he is right. looking into the light and actually having visions from, you know, the Lord of Light. So it'll be interesting to see if he like fully makes a whole 180 degree turn to go from killing to like saving. And it's crazy that he would fuck with the Lord of Light in that. He got burned so, you know what I'm saying, so viciously. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think about that either. Nah, yeah, that's that's what makes it so compelling, though. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's had this horrible interaction with fire before, and now he's being called back to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Whether it's for, like, he's going through a he's going through a whole um, introspective moment. You know what I mean? Like, because. like like Boom said, with him revisiting the place where they mugged the guy, and he has a whole interaction with the father and the daughter there, whether, you know, Burrett, you know, talking about them. Actually, you know what I'm saying, not wanting to go there in the first place. Right, right. But right. having to because they right. need to survive the night. Um, seeing them, you know what I'm saying, uh, and then, you know, having the narrate, you know, having the, the events of their demise narrated to him as if he couldn't imagine it himself. Right. You, know, you know what I'm saying, by the other soldiers. And then finally, bur- you know, coming to peace with it, burying the brave, burying them in the grave and, um, you know, trying to say something over the grave. Like he's had he had his whole moment. And I feel like it's kind of coming around full circle where he returns and like he does something with his life that's at least worthwhile. Mm-hmm. So, Kwame, how do you feel now that you I mean, you read all the books. Now you're starting to watch the show. Uh, you you already knew that the show is not going to really follow the books, especially since there's not the last. You don't have the last book to follow anyway. Mm-hmm. So how how are you feeling about how this is going to go? And do you feel like this, like the Ed Sheeran scene, was made for TV? Do you feel right. like there's going to be more of that? I hope not. Mm. Um, 
it, you have enough there to to um to build off of without trying to throw in pop culture mm-hmm. right like this this is how this is how you do them yourself you know what i mean you do too much right don't do too much right um and i and you mentioned or one of you mentioned it earlier where you thought it was for attracting new viewers and i'm like that's not I, that's not how you attract new viewers mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that's that's fun for a second like the, the singing like the whole design of that scene was fine the singing was fine ed sheeran singing was not fine because then you're like because i mean it's a fa- i mean like tons of soldiers or whatever after what they face they sing you know they'll whistle they'll play uh car flutes mm-hmm. or they'll sing something you know what i mean it's what they do yeah. you know what i'm saying you're marching for days on end so that it makes perfect sense and you hear this beautiful voice singing in the forest you know it pulls you to stop that's a great segue into the rest of the scene. You don't have to throw Ed Sheeran's non-acting behind in there. Like that's not that's not necessary think, at all. I think it's like uh, you know what I mean, like you know how they uh, do like the halftime show, like for the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? And then you're like, why would they have like Beyonce or Madonna or you know Britney Spears do the halftime of Super Bowl? Like Super Bowl is watched by you know what I mean millions of men. Mm-hmm. But it's because, you know, millions of men watch it, you know what I mean, maybe with their lady, you know what I mean, and they try to put something in there so that she can stay engaged with it. So it's like, I don't know if it's like necessary for your new viewer, but like, you know, like, 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 shout out to two, you know what I mean, who was like, I can't watch this because, you know what I'm saying, of the, you know what I mean, the incest. Mm-hmm, I remember right. when, when when I first started watching, my wife was like, eh, and, and she was pregnant with my uh, son. Or or just had my son, I can't remember. But she was like, you know what I mean? That's when uh, Robert Baratheon was killing all, you know what I mean, the heirs. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, I can't watch this and just killing mad babies. Right. And because some of the stuff that they did in Thrones was so, you know what I mean? Over the and top. And it's still so, yeah, over the top. Maybe I need to throw something in there where the late person could kind of get in. You know what I'm saying? hmm But... Like you said, though, this is we have like two seasons and this is one of them. At right. this point, do you have to? Are you really right. do you really need to attract new viewers with Ed Sheeran? Like what? <laughs> I, that that is that was just so like. It's whack. Yeah, it really didn't need to be. <laughs> like, like you said, Kwame, the whole scene itself is fine. And I am 100 percent sure that scene is going to mean something eight episodes from now. But. Having it be Ed Sheeran, like all them dudes, do y'all remember? Well, you don't remember Kwame, but boom, you remember like a couple of seasons ago, it was just a bunch of men singing the reigns of Castamir. Like, they, mm-hmm. you could have done that again, like, have right. all of them singing, just regular soldiers singing, and then right. Arya pull up, like, oh, what y'all singing about? Let me get some of that rabbit off you, <laughs> let me get some of that ale off you. But um, overall, though, episode was great. Uh, next next week looks like we might get some Dorn next week, yo. I'm out of town, man. I hope I hope that hope the Airbnb got a you know what I'm saying <laughs> got HBO in the crib, man. I'm telling you, bro, you need that HBO now, dog. Take yeah, it everywhere you get... go. But I mean, you can you could do a HBO Go. You won't be oh, able yeah, to watch yeah. it you live, got... but. 
since you already have an HBO subscription, you can do HBO Go and watch it after it airs. No, you can't. You can't watch it live with HBO Go. No, no, I don't think you can. What? Why? They pay. Why? <laughs> I don't prevent know. people from handing out the passwords. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, I saw a report. They talked about Netflix. Netflix is losing like a four hundred million, something like that, because of the fact that people share passwords. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kwame, you're right. On HBO now, you can watch it live. Or, yeah, on HBO now you can watch it live, but uh, HBO on, Go. Um, on, can you do it on HBO Go? Uh, looking it up now. This is great radio. Yeah, because like I said, that's how I watched it yesterday. Was HBO now? Um, because I'm basically paying for an HBO subscription for mm-hmm. you know, not through my television provider. So, but do you have HBO on, t- on your television provider? No, I don't. Right, and HBO Go. So if I have it, should it be free? And you get HBO, HBO. You get HBO Go through your television provider, which is why I don't believe that you can watch it live. Mm. I'm pretty sure. But you can I watch mean, it you know, just but you can just stay off it. a just stay off a of Twitter or a group me or whatever, and then at ten o'clock you should be able to pop it at least. Yeah, right. That's that's what it is. Like literally, stay off the internet. There's there's nowhere on the internet you can go to be safe. No, because I you know I'm part of the problem. <laughs> no, I'm too. Like, I'm, I'm the one that put that sharing joint as soon as it dropped. Like, I tr- and, I, and I was trying not to be too, you know, what I mean, because I know people. I, I hate that because I've been in joints where I couldn't, you know, what I mean. But you know, what I mean, I just said Ed sharing for real, bro. Like, is that what we doing now? <laughs> I don't care, yeah, I just, yo. I just, um, I just try to post like mad, ridiculous hip hop references. <laughs> um, so like during the the library, you know, what I'm saying part. I was just like, you know, enter the 36 chamber pots. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, just stuff like that. You know, that doesn't make sense until you actually see the episode. But I I, I will say, like, you know I mean, for real, for real, I think y'all y'all ruined uh, Civil War for me. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because we hyped it up? Yeah. And Civil, oh, uh, Captain, Captain, Captain America. America? And, um... Like y'all was just like you know fucking air, the fucking airport scene that and I was just like as soon every time I saw a plane I was like it's about to go down you know what I'm saying and then <laughs> when they like when it when it actually happened I was like it's gonna be more it's gonna be more. oh that's it okay it was dope but I thought you know I mean I just thought it was gonna be more because whenever they were near an airport whenever I saw a fucking tarmac I was just like it's about to go down so Loki this is why I like I don't watch trailers shout, shout to Loki <laughs> exactly any palooza I don't um. I, and I just, him too. I saw a Loki from uh from fucking Avengers. Exactly. Oh, oh Loki. Like, you were like any I was like, where are we what? <laughs> but um yeah, so I like I don't I try not to I watch a trailer, you know what I'm saying, and that's it. So like the um you know, Game of Thrones, it had two trailers for season yeah. seven. I saw the first one, I was like, All right, cool. I'm gonna watch it. You know, I'm gonna watch this the season. I don't wanna see anything else about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because the there's there comes a time where things get too hyped up. You know what I mean? So I'm like that with um, Black Panther. I'm like, that's cool. I saw that first trailer. I do like looking at the, the wardrobe, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, the costumes, but that's it. I don't want to hear about it until February. Mm. Um, I, I try and I try and stay away from like all of that over that overhype because people, different people get excited about different things. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like you said, like, like I was just saying, I got excited about the juxtaposition of the, you know, the, the directorial efforts. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what excited me. Like, um, all the other uh, nonsense was was cool. <laughs> but, 
You know, I liked it when they didn't talk for 10 minutes. That was fantastic, <laughs> you know? Which is the opposite of Game of Thrones. Exactly. Right. <laughs> that is everything George R.R. R. Martin did not design for his books. <laughs> That's another thing, man. Which, which is why I really thought the, uh, you know what I'm saying, Rough Rise, because he's double R. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> George Rough Rider Martin dog. He's the original Rough Rider dog. I thought, I thought I thought the double R meant, you know what I'm saying? That it was gonna be a problem. Y'all nobody caught that. That was you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have caught that. That's a hidden gem right there. Does he pop does he does he, he popping right. poppin four wheelers all over Westeros stuff? Rough riders. Him and drag on. That's what I'm saying. That's when the stocks come out talking about my dogs don't stop. Your dogs don't stop. <laughs> yeah. $100 bills. Got $100 bills. Got $100 bills. Speaking of riding, Man. uh, baby strollers. Boom Dynamite. You got a black oh. business. Shit, I gotta get... See, you weren't ready. Yeah, I gotta... I... <laughs> I wasn't ready. Um, you gotta yeah, watch for the hook. So, yes, it's, um, my fucking um, cool breeze and shit. But um, yeah, so I, I was in a you know church on Sunday. You know what I mean? And um, one of the guys at uh, church said he has this uh, new startup company that's really really official. You know what I'm saying? Um, so what you need to do is go to um, hop and swap.com that's H O P N S W A P.com. And what it basically is, it's like an Airbnb for baby supplies. Mm. If you have children and like you like me, you know what I'm saying? You have flown, you've had to check your car seat because you know what I mean? You get to a different city and you gotta make sure your kid is riding, you know what I'm saying? In, in, in a, in the most protection you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Get to a hotel. Excuse me. You may not have a crib. You may not have a playpen. You may not have, you know what I mean, a stroll to walk around town with. Mm-hmm. And when you travel, you can check all that stuff. Right. And it costs. So what this service allows you to do is, uh, depending on the city you go to, it allows you to uh, go to a city and wherever you're at, you can pick up a pack and play, which is like the playpen. You can pick up a car seat. You can pick up a stroller and, and any other baby needs. So you can leave your stuff at home, um, not have to worry about, you know what I mean, checking uh, your whole stroller, mm. you know what I'm saying, um, checking the whole playpen, checking the whole car seat, and paying those fees. But you can borrow someone else's, you know what I mean? Mm. From, 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 from what I've heard uh, from the young man that, that – um, that started this company, you know, all of his stuff is double, triple checked. Um, they make sure it's clean and make sure it's sanitized. Um, they make sure it's in perfect working condition. So that when you get there, there's no problems. Mm. So you don't get, so you don't again, get no sweaty baby strollers. Now you don't get that stuff with the, with the cushioning, you know, busting out the seams. Right. That's hopandswap.com. You know what I mean? Um, baby rental equipment when you're on the go. Cause like I said, it's it's really really whack when you got to check that stroller. You know what I'm saying? 
You can't put in the overhead. You got you, you have to put it, you know what I'm saying? It's gotta you know it's saying? gotta go under the plane. It's got to. Man. Um, it sounds dope. Like like you said, boom. As soon as you put it up in the chat, I was like, what is this? So I went and looked at it and like I'm kind of like, man, why didn't I think of that? Genius, man. Like it's perfect. Um, and it's it's it, the website is really official. It tells you exactly how it works. If you want to rent your stuff out, or if you want to um, rent from people, they got some of the prices on there. Like this summer infant convenience stroller is eleven dollars. This pack and play napper and play yard is fifteen dollars. This car seat is eleven dollars. Like. It's it's official and it's a startup, so you know you gotta you you gotta you gotta put some faith in the fact that it's a startup and that it's gonna be there. Yeah, it just started in January of this year. You know what I'm saying? And um, like I said I was watching it uh, at my church. You know what I'm saying? Zion Landover, shout out to Pastor Keith Battle. You know what I mean? And he just asked the congregation, to, you know what I mean, to pray over it because he started in January and. Um, it was a new business venture for him and his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just wanted to make sure that they were doing the right thing by quitting their full-time jobs and investing all they had to this. You know what I mean? So shout out um, to the to the, to the the owners and the founders of HopAndSwap.com. Like I said, man, Kwame, you know, man, you didn't you travel to, to Milwaukee. You travel different places. You got on planes. You know how wacky it is carrying, you know what I'm saying, having to prepare the... the Packing car seat and, and and God bless y'all people that got two and three kids in car seats, man. That's mm. a that's a grip. Mm. That's a grip. Now here's the important part, boom. What what is your pastor going to say when we promote this and he listens to the episode? Actually, my pastor's super cool though, man. Like he'd probably be all the way down for it, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he said he's 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 the only pastor for the Bammers. You know what I'm saying? He said he doesn't want to preach for the people that's already saved. He wants to preach for the Bammers. So he's he's with us. All right. He knows I'm a mess. He's a mess too. All right. Have you pitched to him the MGF? I've not. You know what I'm saying? I'm waiting for next Sunday. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, just waiting. Just waiting on a bright Sunday to, to go ahead and drop that on him. Uh huh. Uh, are you are you literally going to drop an MGF into the uh, collection plate? Uh, no, because I, I really need my soul to be cleansed, and I really need to, <laughs> I don't really need that that everlasting love that comes. To, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to go ahead and do that. You know what I mean? But um, like I said, uh, at month Keith Battle. You know what I'm saying? At Keith Battle, the MGF. Go go uh, go send that to him. Tell him Boom sent you. Also, <laughs> please don't. Oh, also, please, hop please and swap. Hopandswap.com. <laughs> now, for our favorite part of the show, uh, Kwame, what have you Yo. been listening to? Uh, I don't know. If- <laughs> I don't know if y'all touched on this last week at all. Because um, you don't listen to the show. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but the um, when did this drop? Was it French, the new French Montana? No, we did uh, not touch on French Montana. French Montana. I think it dropped last 
Friday, Friday, maybe? Yeah, last Friday. Um, called Jungle Rules. When I pull up, they notice me. Come and talk to me like Jodeci. But don't you be too close to me. Them goons you see, let it go for me. I bring them things. I bring them things. I call the plot. Um, it is a lot of songs. It is. <laughs> it is a lot of songs. It is. 18. Jesus Christ, I mean, that's a lot of songs. That, that's it? Man, I feel like it's more. But yeah, it's... It's a lot of songs, uh, and it's 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 okay. It's okay. Really? It's it's okay. It's um, you know, I started off this whole podcast experience telling you that I dislike French Montana. That was the um, first episode. Um, and I, I've come to realize that he has his role in place in music, as many people as many do. Um. He is one of the artists that I put on like while while I am either in the gym or like doing something like I'm cleaning or something like and I don't need to listen. It's just like background harmonizations. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what you're saying is you put it on when you need to work, 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 work. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of singing on that thing. There is. There's a lot of there's a lot of I, I don't even know if I'd call it singing. Right. But there's a lot of that on there. But he has he has some joints on there that I do rock with that, you know what I'm saying, um I put on uh that that like I, I will skip to, you know what I mean? Um he's got the joint um Hotel or uh, Jump with uh, Travis Scott and uh. and uh Hotel Bathroom. Then he's got the Oh the, man and he's got the Migos joint, Migo Montana. Oh my god, Um <laughs> And the future joint. So surprisingly, a lot of the joints I like are ones with features where it's not just him. But um, yeah, those four joints are ones that I'll skip to. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And the other ones are just like, you know, they're cool, whatever. But like I said, it's not it's not bad. It's not great. um, But it's what I've been listening to. Let me go right here because I listen to that, too. And I was... uh... I think by far the best song on the album is the joint with uh, Pharrell and Max B. Um, Bring them things. Yeah, that's yeah, that's good. I think that's my 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 favorite joint. But I felt like I felt like he bought an album. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like oh yeah, just, absolutely. He, like he just paid for all these features, and it's like you know what I mean? Migos, Quavo, Future. Um, uh, it's 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 so many. Uh, no, and I also like the joint, the first joint with Chinks on it. You know what I mean? R.I.P. Chinks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like it was a lot of singing. I felt like we talked about this before. We talked about the uh, Two Chains album. I don't know if the uh, if the um, the format of music has changed, where it's just like, you no, know, I'm only going to give you two verses, but I'm going to give you the hook four times. Mm. That's like the joint with him and Sway Lee. You know what I mean? Which I think is a single off the album. Um, but he, it's a lot of two verse of rapping and, and like I said, and, and Kwame said the, the, the most important thing first is that it's long. Like it's, it, it, to me, it was like a labor to get through all that joint. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I've never made it the whole way through. <laughs> I've never made it the whole way through. I, I might have accidentally and I stopped, you know, I stopped listening and I forgot to press pause, but like, I've never, I've never looped it all the way through. I always cut it off at some point. Cause it's eighteen yeah, like tracks. 
Yeah, I was a. Uh, I drove to Ocean City and I played it just because I wanted to have something to uh, to, to take you to the, show. the whole two hours. <laughs> and and it was just like God damn, like more like you know what I'm saying. And like like uh, we talked about the Issa album last week. It's, it's not that much of complexity or or difference Ugh, in song. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad I missed topics. That. I'm glad I missed that Issa album. Mm-hmm. But it was just uh, like I said. I think my my favorite song, definitely an album, is that that Pusha T. That I mean, that Pusha T. That Pharrell and Max B joint. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Come and talk to me like Jodeci, like that joint. But like, even if he was, even if he was like, like he said, like he bought an album. You know what I mean? Like if he, again, guys, if you just cut out half the songs and put like the joints with your fe- your features on there, fine. So you got a bunch of features. Cut out the rest of those songs that. Are just like filler, yeah. And, a lot of filler, and and you know, because then you might have a, a a better, at least a more decent album, you know. But I and it's, and then it's like it's, there's no there's no flow to the album, mm-hmm. like it's kind of all over the place, like up, like yeah. you don't you don't you're not carried along, you know, in the album by the by the way that the songs are arranged. It's just kind of like all right, we're up here, we're down here, we're doing some reggae stuff here and then we're back up and down and it's like I, I can't vibe to this like this isn't how I'm vibing <laughs> it was like reggae then it was T.I. then it was Future right. then it was Quavo and I'm like what are we then it was like some some Spanish singer and it was just like come on man like this is yeah um yeah, yeah. so yeah. two it was, questions it was yeah two, two questions one is every song like a full song that's the first that's one like, no, I said it Meaning like yeah, I mean it's, like it's, like full song and the fact that it's it's three minutes and forty five yeah, seconds, that's what but I mean. not full song. It was was three was three verses and you know I mean hooks. It's literally like two verses and the hook four times. Right. Well, you know what he did? He did. That's the classic. That's the um the pop format. Like, yeah, yeah, pop, it is. It's where you get a couple of verses, but and then you get bridges and hooks. Right. Yeah, that's what it is. And my second question is: Is he actually calling this an album, or is he pulling a Drake and calling it a playlist? No, it's, it's, an, an album. it's an album. Oh, because More Life had 22 songs, but Drake called it a playlist. I mean, not, we, in, we, not an album. We all knew so. it was an album, though. Right. All right, man. Can I, can I talk now so I can go into real hip hop? <laughs> well, wait, Kwame, you got anything else? Um, I mean, the only other thing I'll, I'll mention um, is the... Uh, is my, my, my favorite curator of music, Spotify. Um... <laughs> They have this playlist. It's called "I'm with the Band," and basically, mm. it's a it's a bunch of music by artists from countries that would have been banned by the travel ban. Oh, um, that's a jewel. Yeah, and he's and they and then they team up with like uh, other artists. Like some of them don't team up, but some but a lot of them do. For example, you got this song called "Options," which is um this uh, dude, this artist named Mo Flow. Who who uh, teamed up with Pusha T? Maybe I should take another ten and lift this motherfucker even now. Oh God, I feel like K-Dot on a trappy beat with some metal words. I heard the same shit coming out your mouth, but can't do shit. Got a lot of options, got a lot of reasons I should never rock with them. Yeah, I had to realize that's the one way street, and I'm stuck with them. Yeah. You know, I had me as the rider, didn't just start before. Uh oh. Okay. Link it up. You got you got th- this one joint. Um, by a Wayakusu, a Somalian group who teamed up with um, what's a designer, and so mm. you got all of these songs on here, and it's like 
uh, it's all with a theme. You know what I'm saying? Um, some of them don't, some of them aren't, but it's all by these, by these artists, um, that, that are associated with these countries that have been banned. And it's some really, it's some really good songs on here. You know what I'm saying? And whether or not you, whether you can understand them or not, cause some of them are in their native tongue, like either way you're grooving to it. You know what I mean? Um, Shout the native tongues. So, uh, yeah, I'm with the band Spotify playlist. Um, I just, I was like, hey, let me let me just try this out. And I've been grooving to that as well. Kind of took my mind off of French Montana. <laughs> Thank you. All right. All right, boom. Real hip hop. What you got? I got three things for you, man. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to go back over that French Montana. But, you know what I mean? Shout out to Jersey. Shout out to your aliases in the beginning uh, with your man, Clef, on, um, you know what I mean, on Sung last Sunday. Um, I definitely went back and listened to that Carnival, which is yep. a classical album. Absolutely, is it? It's it's a classic. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, no, I'm you know no. The meta. What are we doing? It's got gone to November. What are we doing? Um, Not making it back. May the Lord bless you so. I love you, girl. Every time I make a run, girl, you turn around and cry. I ask myself why, oh why. See, you must understand I can't work a nine to five So I'll be gone Till November Staying alive Are you saying, are you saying that's not a classic? No, I haven't listened to it in a while I, don't I actually, I actually, no, I actually own the album I actually own the CD I just haven't listened to it in 15 years So I, I don't remember what songs Bob I want Co-signed by Bob Dylan Like, it's, it's joints they, uh, The Neville Brothers are on the joint Come on like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was I mean, my, my joint. My joint was always, uh, a, of course, it's the joint with cannabis. One, two, watch out for the boys in blue. Three, four. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I couldn't say that because I listened to that today. I'm not gonna hold you. Like I listened to a whole bunch of cannabis today, but I'm not gonna talk about that. <laughs> I'll say that for next week. Um, but after I listened to that, um, shout out to the boy Dig because he got me on his album back in uh, high school. But I definitely checked out that. Um, re- I revisited that Beat Junkie Sound Bombing Part Two. Oh man! Okay. Yeah. Just relax. Take it easy. Slow down. I had this. I had this friend of mine. Just you know, he was moving too fast. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to J Rock and DJ Babu. You know what I'm saying? You got that Eminem joint. It's just. Is that that's volume two or volume one? Volume two with uh, nineteen ninety nine with Common yeah. on it. Yeah. Um. Real dope, man. Real, it real, is. real. And it got me back into that feeling, right? So then, no, I went after that joint. Where'd you go? I had to holler at my man Madlib, and yet, and that yesterday's new quintet. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Listen to the, um, what's that joint? Um, the ang- the angles without corners. Yeah. And I've been bumping that for the last two or three days, man. So that's a good on, cut. I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. We're going to real hip hop on this joint. I, I listened to that French Montana. I was like, I can't do this no more. <laughs> and I went to that sound bombing, you know, and I got real bars. I'm going to say this, you know what I mean? 
this is when I, uh, I really, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I discovered uh, another one of my, you know, undercover favorite rappers. You know what I'm saying? R-rated Rugged Man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he got me into that whole, you know what I'm saying, Staten Island. You know what I'm saying? I'm Long Island, excuse me. You know what I mean? Uh, joints, underground rap, man. Like, just a lot of dope joints, man. Tash is on it, you know what I'm saying? From the Alcoholics. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, Common. Feral Monch is on there. Feral Monch. It's, it's just joints. Talib Kweli, Melky Sedet. Not No, he's on a joint with um with Bahamadia. Um. Isn't that, it's just, wasn't that also uh, most and um, most skills and yes, yes, yeah. There's a lot of skills on it. That rock is that B boy document. That's the song. The, yes, yes, yeah. But um, it's definitely uh, classical. Like that, it starts off with that uh, that Eminem joint, man. Because <laughs> any man who will jump in front of a minivan, a minivan. You know what I'm saying? Um, Fucking crazy. You hear me? You know what I'm saying? Like, it it, it just goes, like I said, man. Um, and it's mixed. Like, a, a real mixtape. It's mixed. And that's and that's why I got into uh, yesterday's new quintet, because it was like, you know what I mean? You hear all those um, straight... It's that straight DJ shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, But, you know what I mean? Sadat X, Grand Pooba... Mm-hmm. Reflection Eternal Bahamadia, um, Dilated Peoples, um, Thurston Howell III, you know what I'm saying? And again, I know I do this podcast with like four people who know who I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know when, I, when I'm saying this, dude, when I say Diamond D, it's only going to excite certain people, you know what I'm saying? Like Coco Brothers, you know what I'm saying? Like right. only a couple people are going to get this, but um, yeah. I put that on this week. I don't know why. I don't know how it got into the into the loop, but it did me right. It don't ever need to leave the loop. It just needs to like go on hiatus and then you bring right. it back. That's what's up. Um, for me, I uh, I, I checked out that your old Drew joint. Um, it's called Pat. I only play the games that I win. Now go in. Like I'm burning the disc. It's a dub for you, son. I ain't gonna play the game unless I get the W. Them hoes geeked off the rap law. They been coming to me for a genius bar before the Apple Store. Barkers. And if you've never listened to your old Drew before, he uh, he sounds like game mixed with Nas. He does. I thought it was Nas. Yeah, when he first, I remember when he first came out and everybody thought he was literally Nas, just like a different pitch and like putting out a secret, a secret right. joint. <laughs> Undercover tape. Yeah. I remember Dig said like he met him, like he met the dude and still didn't believe it was him. Because <laughs> it's a it's a white Jewish dude who sounds like, well, this one he sounds more like game than Nas, but you still hear like the Nas flow come out. Um. But it's it's dope. It's 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 got some some joints on there. He's got bars, but everybody knew that. My only problem is he has a song on there where he says, um, "It doesn't matter the color your, of your skin. It only matters if the MC goes in." Mm. And while I agree with the premise, it I don't agree with it in practicality and in real life. 
Cause if it's my def- skin was pale, would I sell like Eminem or Adele? Yeah. I, I mean, it's definitely about your skin, bro. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but other than that, it's um all the beats on there are kind of like dirty hip hop loops. Um, Alchemist is on there. Mm. Uh, and then he got a bunch of uh, 88 keys is on there, and then a, oh, a bunch of uh yeah, right? And then a bunch of uh his like own producers. So um, but it, it check it out. I, I think it's dope. Your old Drew packs. But what it sounded like and it what made me listen to is that Rock Marciano, Rosebud's Revenge. The first chain I owned, I stole the arrow ball. The end result, I bought the yellow bone. Back when I was peddling, blowing the red zone. I could see me in Venezuela in dress clothes. Pressing holes for dough, my words. I had to bring that back. And, I mean, we talked about it at length. I'm not going to go over it again and again, but you need to listen to that. That shit is fire. And I want to shout out you too, Kenny, because I definitely listened to that, uh, that Mick Boogie and uh, Jazzy Jeff joint, man, because, like I said, man, uh, your man Three Stacks and, uh, and mm-hmm. Pimp C over that sax, man. <laughs> God damn, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mommy, hmm. you need that in your life, bro. You do. Do I? You do. You do. But do I? No, but you do. But you do. Because I definitely played it in the car with my son. I was like, yeah, hold on. No curses in this joint. And the joint goes. Right. No curses in this joint. Yo, real talk, man. I need I need honest, uh, explicit labels, dog. Like, none of this. Like, if you slip that one word in that one song, the album is banned from my car forever, dog. Like, I need I need honest, explicit labels, please. Now, you need that Mick Boogie and that uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff, man. I'll, I'll be honest, Kwame. I think that on Summertime 8, there may be, like, two songs that have curses in them. But, I mean, they actually took, like, the pain of making a prodigy freestyle like cleaned it up. They cleaned up a prodigy freestyle. So, so it was an instrumental. <laughs> so they were they were more committed to to the clean version because they they realized that these mixes people want to play them at at barbecues and you can't just play a whole bunch of cursing. So, I think I think it's like two songs out of the thirty four that have cursing in it, but I don't remember which ones. For sure, it's a great vibe. Regardless but, of the curses, like it's a great vibe. It is. It definitely is, and then for 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 good for good measure, I threw in that uh backstage mixtape. No shit, no shit, no shit. Uh, sing, yeah. sing, yeah. Yeah. You know I get yeah. 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 Because we talked about the the Jay-Z and Maya Best of Me part two. And I was like, man, I forgot about this joint. Yo, boom. You need to listen to that backstage mixtape, man. I check it out. I used to hate DJ Clue because he yelled over every song. And now I found myself being nostalgic about DJ Clue yelling on every song. It's, Mm. It's a trip. I used nah, to remember when nah, I'd be I still like, hate that. "I still hate that." <laughs> I still hate that. I don't know, man. The professional part two is classical. It is. Nah, I still hate it. Shout out to nature. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, the best of me part two. Um, Beanie Siegel over a Timberland. On there? That was the first time we got that. Prodigy's Keep It Thorough was on there. Oh shit! Uh, CNN were on there, and then of course you got a whole bunch of Rockefeller. Uh, Chris John is on there. <laughs> Chris John. <Young. laughs> like it's it's crazy. So check out that backstage. What was the joint? What was the Rough Riders singing group? What was that called? Parlay. Oh. <laughs> Why do I know that off the top of my head, bro? You said that shit so quick. Because <laughs> I'm a rough rider. Bro, Parlay had like two songs. And they were on the backstage mixtape. And they were on Rough Riders Volume 1. And then that was it. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, that was it. <laughs> Drew. George R.R., man. That rough, <laughs> says for Rough Riders, dog. So Drew, uh, Drew, Rock Marciano, DJ Clue, Backstage Mixtape. Uh, so that's that's it for a Monday night recording. Uh, check us out on iTunes, Google Play. Do it. Uh, iHeartRadio. Do it. Uh, check it out, man. I saw I, I, we we got a new joint. We on podient.co. Okay. Mm. And you can you can go there to defconjive.podient.co. Um uh, we still on SoundCloud, even though who knows what's going on with SoundCloud. Shout out to Chance, man. Chance is the hood the hood hero, dog. Right. You saved Chicago youth, now you're saving SoundCloud, dog. Right, like, bro. You saved the kids and the adults. Like I can rap now and I can get my kids in school. I just hope he <laughs> I just hope he didn't get built out of no money, man. Oh man. Yeah. I, I was hoping that too. I'm like, man, I hope those investors, I mean, uh, I hope him investing, like, them dudes aren't aren't just gonna like steal his money and go. Because they still they haven't been making sound business practices. That's why they would they were that's why they were in that situation in the first place. But right. But I'm hopeful. Right. But as a backup, we're on, like I said, Podient. Uh, we're still on Stitcher. I'm trying to get that feed fixed, but Stitcher ain't even responding. We're not big enough, so they, they ain't responding to us. Mm. Um, we get there if y'all fuck with us, man. Shit. <laughs> right. Exactly. We need y'all to help us get our shit right. Um, but also, if you just like listen to random joints, like, we on Pocket Cast. We on Overcast. Like anywhere, Pod Directory, Podbean, anywhere you search for Defcon Jod, we there. So subscribe, listen, like, share with your friends. Uh, we everywhere. We're trying to be. Don't share with my mama. Hey, did you see this joke before we get out of here, man? You know what I'm saying? The the uh, the Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? Kick returner, Lucky Whitehead, dog. You see this joint? You trying to be here for another half hour? No, what? Someone broke into his house and stole his dog, and they're holding him. Ha- they're holding him ransom for for ten k. And he's got these what? videos out where they tell him like, "We're not getting your dog back unless you give us ten racks." What? What does the world come to, bro? What kind of? <laughs> <laughs> they stole the man's dog. I was like, "If you don't give us ten racks, you're not getting your dog back, bro." No. What kind of John Wick shit is that? <laughs> right. Did they want this boy to go John Wick on him, people? <laughs> Could you, you imagine? No lessons. Yo. 
the fuck? Anyway, email us, podcast <laughs> at defconjive.com. And uh, for another week, man, we out of here. This is your boy, Cannon, uh, a.k.a. Wyclef Huxtable, man. Put him to sleep, and then I'm going to November. See, you, we had forgotten all about that. <laughs> and you had to just revisit and bring it right back up. Man, right. man, drop the disclaimer. It's your boy, Quams, <laughs> a.k.a. Skip Baelish, dog. Take this middle finger. It's your man, Boom Dynamite, a.k.a. Freaky Zeke. Not guilty and we filthy. <laughs> and we out. Palindromes. Yeah, it's palindromes since uh You should have played that for 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 the R. Kelly drop that Aaliyah that back back forth and forth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm, really <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying palindromes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs>